better job numbers, America's drastic demographic shift, and the Supreme Court strikes a blow for religious liberty. You are listening to the Paul Dietzel Report, a weekly report looking back to the week that was. This is Paul Dietzel. The trend is in the right direction. Labor economists who track the markets predicted this week's unemployment claims would be 1.39 million. When news came of a decrease of 99,000 jobless claims to 1.314 million from a week earlier, economists noticed the trajectory for job recovery was on solid ground. Averaging the numbers over the last four weeks, new unemployment claims fell by 14,000 to 1.43 million. That's good news because this means that people are not losing their jobs in record numbers as they did at the start of the COVID crisis. Despite these better-than-expected numbers, this week is the 15th consecutive week that initial claims totaled above 1 million. This indicates something is rapidly changing in the marketplace where aptitudes and skills of people looking for jobs do not match the needs of business, industry, and even the nonprofit sector. Looking deeper, job loss among minorities remains high. Coupled with the health crisis surrounding COVID outbreaks in cities of more than 100,000 residents, the job market for unskilled workers, most of whom are minorities in the South, is shrinking. It is happening so fast that economists are skeptical there will be jobs for people in the future without a level of education that would connect them with the opportunities being created as a direct result of changes brought about by the coronavirus. All of this as the United States is in the middle of a substantial demographic change. The America of tomorrow is not going to look like the America of today. This week, the Pew Research Center released a new report showing the Hispanic population of the United States surpassed 60 million last year. This is a major development when thinking in terms of how the Latino population will continue to impact the job market, particularly in the South where Hispanics have grown by 26% over the last decade to a total of 23.1 million people. Latinos are overwhelmingly young. The median age is 30 in 2019, up from 27 in 2010. Demographically, they represent a vital part of the American landscape in ways that propel us forward toward new horizons of achievement. Yet, Education at all levels, both K-12 and higher education, remains a critical component in the training of these new generations of Americans. The American Enterprise Institute also released a report this week, Winners and Losers, Universities in the Pursuit of the American Dream. In this landmark report, Jorge Clora-Dialva and Cody Christensen are blunt about the prospects of America's future. Achieving the American dream of upward mobility increasingly relies on sound higher education. By higher education, however, the authors aren't naive in thinking all colleges and universities are equally beneficial and helpful to the students who attend their classes. In fact, the opposite is true. Some colleges and universities are better equipped to teach and train students to accelerate their careers by setting them on a track of success, while others, even some elite private institutions, have a very bad track record for their graduates over time. In future weeks, I'll dig into this report and bring you some findings that are truly game-changers as our nation plans for her future and prepares the next generation to take their place in a very volatile and changing job market. Take a look for yourself at AEI.org. This was the final week of this term for the United States Supreme Court. The court had already handed down many decisions of importance, but two rulings this week will have ramifications far into the future. First, the Supreme Court ruled 7-2 in Our Lady of Guadalupe School v. Morrissey Beru that faith-based organizations have the constitutional right to hire only those people who share their organization's beliefs. The Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention filed an amicus brief in this case that was cited in the court's opinion. The ERLC stated, 
few decisions matter more to religious organizations' fulfillment of their pastoral missions than decisions about which members to entrust with religious functions. The Supreme Court also ruled 7-2 in Little Sisters of the Poor v. Pennsylvania that religious organizations do not have to violate their consciences by providing health care plans that cover contraception. This decision upholds one of the most important principles of the American Republic. The state does not own the consciences of human beings. For all Americans, whatever our views, this is good news. This reminds me of one more thing from the words of John Leland, an American Baptist minister at the time of our nation's founding. If government can answer for individuals at the day of judgment, let men be controlled by it in religious matters. Otherwise, let men be free. Until next week, this is Paul Dietzel.